This is Amazed by God, brought to you by Through God's Library. We bring you stories of faith and God's goodness shared by people like you. I pray we build and encourage your faith. If you have a story to tell, please let us know by contacting us through our website at amazedbygod.com. We would love to help you share it with the world. While you're there, check out our other ministries. And if you would like to support the work God is doing through us, you can find the details on our website or go to patreon.com forward slash Mark Now here is your host, Mark, with a story of faith. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Amazed by God, the podcast brought to you by Through God's Library. I'm your host, Mark Stitchin, and with me today is Ivan Morris Jr. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Ivan and I have a a pretty long history. I've known Ivan for, uh, well, what, you graduated 10 years ago. Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, And I was his youth pastor basically through his whole middle school and high school time. So we can say roughly about, we can say like 13, 14 years. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I don't know, around there. You know what that's doing, though? It's making me feel old. Yeah, you are. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we actually just sat down and looked through some old pictures and found some pictures of each other, uh, you know, from back when we were in, well, when he was in high school and I was a youth pastor and just had some good times reminiscing. <laughs> we saw some, definitely some very interesting, you know, uh, what you would consider youth group pictures. Oh man. I don't even know who that kid was back then. I don't know. That it's amazing like when you just sit back, it just it seems like all those memories just pop back into your head when you just see it, sit there and just look at those pictures for a second. So, I'm glad you pulled those out cuz those are some good blackmail material. I might have to take a picture of a few of those and send them to some of the uh people that was in the youth group, but that was perfect. I'm that, glad you pulled those out. That's exactly <laughs> why I kept them. You know that, right? Oh, of course. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so we've known each other for a while. Ivan, uh, you know, we would, we, again, I was his youth pastor, so Ivan made me look foolish on many occasions playing football or playing sports, you uh. know. You know, an older, you know, just nowhere near as in shape as I should have <laughs> been youth pastor, you know, try to hang with these young kids. I remember there was one time we were playing football. It was out back my house in the field out back there. And on the kickoff, Ivan came down. I thought I had him, Uh-oh. and I literally fell when you did. <laughs> you, you threw a head fake, and I oh, fell. <laughs> I think I know exactly which one you're talking about, too. Yeah, I, I think I, I think I do. Yeah, it was just it was just one of those times where I that was burnt in my memory, going, "Oh, I can't do this anymore." <laughs> I think that might be why I quit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, Mark, I really, I still appreciate you even still coming out there. I mean, to be honest, a lot of kids that were playing out there weren't, I wouldn't say the athletic type anyway, but just the fact that we all still got together and hung out with the youth pastor outside of church, like that meant more to, more to us than anything else really that you did inside the church is hanging out with us outside of the church and really getting to know us and really just having a relationship together. So that, that meant to me more than anything else. So I'm well, glad you still was out there. So thank you. I really appreciate that. <laughs> do you, do you happen to remember the very first time we're sitting in my house right now, by the way, uh, the first time or the first weekend that I had this house, do you know what I did? Do you remember that? <sighs> the very first time we was all in here together. The um, first weekend I bought this house on a Thursday and that Friday night, all the guys stayed over here. 
Oh, um, I had no furniture. We, you guys, we, sl- we slept on the, we slept on the floor, right? Floor downstairs. Yeah, yeah, I basement. remember that. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And then you guys were all talking about girls, and I was up <laughs> there, <laughs> and and you could hear through the vents, which you guys didn't oh, know. Oh man, oh, I forgot. Yeah, you were talking about all the other girls man, in the youth group. Yeah, that was hilarious. And I remember in particular, um, one of the kids that was in our youth group, he wanted the Texas girlfriend or something like that, and he wasn't allowed to, so he just kept complaining about that. And we was telling him, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> That was, yeah. Oh I, my god. Those those years oh. were definitely some of some of the best in my life. And as I said to you earlier, I'll say it to you again now. You guys, all of you guys, kind of hold a special place in my heart. Uh, but the reason that I asked Ivan here today to kind of share on here is is something that I I find just awesome about his testimony uh, is he actually now is the youth pastor where I was the youth pastor. So he grew up and has now become the youth leader there. Um, and I thought, what a better, what a great way to have and share and watch some somebody who I watched grow up um, share their testimony with you. So, Ivan, I asked you, what has God done amazing in your life? Oh, man, I mean, to be honest, I don't even know where to really begin this story because he's always and continue to do amazing things in my life. But I, I can share a little bit of my story. I ain't going to try to bore all you listeners out there with my story. But I guess if we could start with, like, how I was born. Um, I was born two months early, so I was very premature. Like my dad said, he could hold me in his hand, like hold me in his hand with one hand. I was very premature. My mom almost died having me, and because of me born premature, uh, I had a lot of defects because of that. I couldn't really walk properly. Um, I still have a cyst on my brain to this day, and my parents actually met Ben Carson at the time when he was a, a neurosurgeon. And they just told him to leave it in there as long as I don't get any headaches or anything bad happening. Then just to leave the cyst in there. And I still have it to this day. I still get it checked up on. Um, I really had problems like talking and speaking. And because of all these different birth defects, a lot of the neighborhood kids used to make fun of me. I always didn't feel myself was worthy and stuff like that. And I really struggled a lot when I was a kid. So that's something I always dealt with was like me feeling worthy or me being smart and stuff like that. My mom used to tell me all the time that I always used to say I was dumb and stuff like that, and she used to say they used to break our heart when I used to say that, so I went through a lot of, and still to this day, I still battle with it, like, as having confidence in myself and believing in myself, but time and time again since then, God always revealed himself to me that how worthy I am, and everything I've been through is for a purpose, and even the first time I gave my life to Christ, I was about, I mean, we could say about eight years old, and I was at my parents' old church, and, um, and um, Berlin, Maryland, is the church called New Bethel. And at the time, I just remember the uh, the reverend talking and speaking, and God kind of told me to get up and walk like the time is now. So I was okay. I, I, and, I did, and I understood, even at a young age, I understood what it meant to give my life to Christ, that, he, that I believed that he died for my sins and how much he loved me and stuff like that. So at that time, I just got up, and I was like the only person. Like I'm an eight-year-old kid getting up, and every adult is just looking at me. I came to the altar. She prayed over me. And walking back, it was just like I won the Super Bowl. Like, everyone was just cheering and clapping. And in my mind, I'm like, wow, I didn't really think it was that big of a deal. But I guess when you see a young person just step up like that, like, I'm pretty sure I moved in an adult's life. Because when you see a young person do something and step up, it gives you the courage. Like, you know what? This young person can do it. I know I can do it. You know, the Bible talks about us having faith like a child, and that's a perfect story of where if God called you out to do something, I bet you affected all of them. I bet you people remember that till to, still to this day. Oh, yeah. I, I, and 
some of my aunts and some of my aunts and uncles still like even talk about it sometimes and my parents but they definitely talk about it when i first did it because um my dad was like oh he don't know what he's doing don't go up there like my parents told me about the story like after <laughs> like when i got older <laughs> he don't know what he's doing what is he going and my mom was like this one don't go this one don't go and i'm and i'm glad they didn't stop me and let me go because who knows if that would have you know really held anything but and then since then um you know coming to abundant life church where um i started there when i was in eighth grade because my old church had some problems and stuff like that so coming to abundant life church like that church itself like really grew me as a believer grew me as a person in christ because really when i got there i really knew how it was to actually feel like jesus to actually like care and love people like jesus did to really serve like you know bible talks about jesus came to serve not to be served pretty much so jesus came to serve people that's what he came to do so we used to do a whole bunch of outreaches like to homeless, to people in our communities and stuff like that. And a moment touched me when I went out there and like there was this like this homeless kid and he was just so joyful. He was just so happy that we're just giving him food and clothes off his back and all this different stuff. And like you can't take joy away. Like this guy has nothing. And every day I complain about stupid stuff. I can't I complain about my phone's old. Or I complain about, I want these new shoes. I'm tired of these old clothes. I complain about stuff that, that doesn't really even matter. And at that moment, it really changed my life. Because I really know the purpose of what it is to actually serve people, actually serve God's people as Jesus would. And then from then on, um, I struggled a lot through, like, depression when I was in high school. A lot of people didn't know that. I had suicidal thoughts at one point because... I, the one thing the enemy always attacked me on, and that's what the enemy does, he knows what spots to attack us at times, is the fact that I never believed in myself. I never seen myself as worthy. I never seen myself as valuable to God. So he always put thoughts in my head all the time. And then not to mention, I had I grew up with people always saying negative things about me. So that's all I used to think all the time. But my mom, being who my mom was, and you know my, and I'm very blessed to have a parents who were believed in jesus that were followers of christ that my mom never gave up me she always spoke life into me every single time she she could and you know when i come into the house and obviously something's wrong and i'll be like no i'm fine mom you know you're your mom you know she's gonna know like something's going on with you that's what moms do and she always spoke life into me you know the bible speaks about you know life and death is in the power of the tongue and that's very true so the more you speak negatively about yourself or negative to somebody else or it affects the fruits come from that as well as the flip side from the positives. So by her doing that and Mark who Mark has a very big impact in my life and he planted that seed into me early about just biblical principles and just how to really like fall in love with the Bible and fall in love with Christ and really just being there for us. Like out of everything he did, really him being there for us and being that alley for us to vent and come to and talk to that what makes a difference in young people's lives and hearing you yell oh eight a thousand times <laughs> that's the best graduation class just yeah they graduated in oh eight so it was a it was a big saying because we had a big class oh eight man i mean that's the best class i mean who i mean who can argue with it i mean if you disagree i'm gonna be praying for you <laughs> for for your for your um for your confusion yeah, yeah for your confusion i'm gonna be praying for you but oh eight was clearly the best class i mean Clearly, God even believes so himself, but we're not going to keep talking about that, I guess. But And just Mark just being there. I mean, because me being a youth pastor now and really being involved in youth ministry as long as I have been, really the outlet to these kids is really spending time with them outside the church, really letting them know 
were available for them because you know these kids go through so much like a lot of the kids even have to depend on their home situations like i have kids that run into that their parents abused them they were addicted to drugs um they were barely even there like it was they've been through so much and they had to grow up way faster than they should supposed to uh, out by far i mean even faster than i had to deal with 10 years ago because the rise of social media and basically the rise of facebook has changed has changed people's lives and the way kids grow up is completely different there's great respect for somebody that's in it day in and day out from me uh, and we should all we should all respect our youth leaders because and i said this on another podcast and i'll say it probably a thousand times 80 percent of people that come to know the lord as an adult mm-hmm. have an experience with god in their teen years absolutely so those people that we should be focusing on I think, are kids. That's part of our ministry. We just kind of went over some of my ministry. It's a reason we don't want to lose a generation. Absolutely. I agree with that 100 million percent. And because Mark planted that seed into me early, honestly, definitely put me in the position I am today or really helped me on the position today by him putting that seed into me and pouring into me and pouring into my other friends that are in youth group as well, like really benefited and impacted my life. And then throughout that, and I remember my defining moment in high school where other kids actually um, found out I was a believer in Christ. And it was to see you at the poll. And I remember Mark always used to annoy us about see you at the poll. I haven't really looking for I remember one time he actually pulled me to the side. He's like, he was really expecting me to do it. I'm like, dang, why you had to pull me aside out of everybody else? He had to pull me to the side. So I'm like, okay, I'll do this. And then as the night went, I was like, man, I can't do it. I'm not doing this. And the guy was just really putting my heart that he wanted me to do it. But I'm like, man, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. So I was like, hopefully I'll oversleep. So, of course, I, and I usually and let me get just, let me tell y'all something real straight too. I was late every day, my whole high school career. I was late every day to class. Like I was like I was always late. I woke up so early in the morning. Like I woke up like an extra hour than I usually did. I'm just like and I couldn't go back to sleep. So I was like, okay. You know what? Okay, I woke up early. Maybe because even though I was late, like, I woke up just enough time to get to class. Like usually the, my ride was always late, and I, I and I think it was ninth. Was it ninth or tenth grade? I think this happened. I think it was 9th or 10th. I can't remember 9th or 10th grade. But I was getting rides with my friend's mom to school, and she was always late. I got to the house. She had breakfast cooked, and she was ready to go. I'm like, what? Why is everything happening so quick like this? I was like, okay. So as we're going to school, I'm thinking, okay, hopefully no one's at the flagpole, you know? And I get there, and it's like a, a nice little circle. I'm like, oh, my. I'm like, why? God, why is everything just happening online like this? So I'm at the point where I'm about to just say – I'm about to bluff. And then I hear, like, some of my friends and classmates that I hang out with before class and stuff like that. They were making fun of people at the poll. So, really, a holy discontent went off of my head. And I was like, you know what? Okay. At that moment, I knew, bam. And I went there and I started praying and held hands around a circle. And everybody was just looking like, like, wow. And then again, it did, and that just really started. Really, I feel like that's what really started my ministry. If I had to pick a moment where that started my ministry, that moment was definitely the moment. The step out moment. That was your that was your burning bush moment right there. Yeah, that was that's like my awesome. coming out party. Like if I, had a, if I had to pick a name, it was definitely my coming out party. And a lot of people over the years, like even though a lot of people, they'll try to judge you. They'll try to try to catch you slipping on things, and you know, I mean that com- that comes. But a lot of people respect me for it. They might not always believe what you believe in at times, but the fact that you be the Bible that most people read, because a lot of times people are not going to read the word, but they're going to look at how you act. They're going to look at how you do certain things. And me doing the best I can walking like Christ and me doing the best I can 
and always being happy and always trying to serve and stuff like that. And people take note of that. Take, people take heed of that. There's been times, time after time after time, by people even older than me coming to me. Like, why are you acting so happy? Why are you so joyful? Why why are you always positive? Like, you know, it's different stuff like that. And that's a perfect opportunity to share Christ right there, right then and there, by me just acting the way I act or trying to. So just listening to the Spirit moves you. You know, if you pay attention, you know, I, I was actually listening to something today. It said, it said, why doesn't God ever speak to me? And it says, how often do you listen? Yep. How often do you listen? And you heard that day, you know, God, mm-hmm. God made a way for you to hear and you followed and you stepped out. To be honest with you, I, I didn't really know this story. I can't, can't tell you that I remember this story. I do remember you going from middle school to high school and mm-hmm. seeing you push yourself you know, I saw, I watched you grow. I watched a lot of people in our youth group grow, um, and you were definitely one that I saw. You know, and, and when you're when you're in high school and stuff like that, you you don't see a full fledged faith, but I could see it was in you, and mm-hmm. I could watch you move as you grew up. You know, through those years. Mm-hmm. To be honest, I don't think I've ever told you like that. I had the whole. I thought, well, I'm, I don't know. I don't think I ever told you. Maybe I, I think I remember some people telling me they went to see you at the poll, but I I you know I. Yeah, it yeah. Was, I think it was just another day. Yeah. You know, it was a day to hear. I don't think I ever out. shared it in detail, but I did. I think when you say who went or whatever, we like we all rose our hand. And I rose my hand, but I don't think I shared it into detail. So I'm glad I finally got to tell you. Yeah. Well, when I when I heard you were going in the youth ministry or going into ministry at all, I said, "Yep, that sounds that's great for him. I could see that. I could see that definitely happening for him. Mm-hmm. I, you are." You're energetic. You are. You have a. You have a personality that I, that I envy because I'm not the most energetic person, as you know. You know, I, I'm more of a reserve. Yeah. You know, what's it called? And in ministries, you need both types of people. Absolutely. I think. Yep, and uh, I could see that in you from you know from day one. I could see you being being awesome. Go, hey, look, Ivan works at Abundant Life in Glen Burnie, Maryland. Uh, look him up. You know, he's going to do do some great things. I think. You know, and. Uh, I'm excited to see where you go. Man, it's just been oh man, it's just been a long journey and even get to the point where I'm at right now, it's just been and I also want to share something real short cuz I feel like this could help somebody especially if you're like um you especially if you feel like you're called to something or you're looking for purpose or if you've been running for something. I just want to share this cuz I was a runner myself and so real shortly after I graduated high school and stuff like that, um you know, I God just told me to stay around. Like, don't go away too far for school and stuff like that. Stay in the church. So, you know, I stayed in the church, went to community college. Uh, I was always volunteering with the youth group, but I was—I never knew why. I always had a heart to be in the youth group, to be a part of the youth group. I never knew why. So I just stood around, and I remember the pastor's wife at the time. You know, she's part of the youth group. And we were, we were always been like this. We've been close. Oh, my bad. Okay, yeah. But we always been close, and... I remember one day, like, and she worked at a community college, so my class was, like, actually right by her, so I used to go in there every morning, like, steal her snacks, talk to her, say what's up, and she, and then I remember she was just like, so, Ivan, what are you in school for? Like, what are you, what are you doing? So I'm like, what I say? I think, what I say at the time? I think, like, radiology or something like that, and she was like, uh, I kind of don't see you doing it, and at the time, I'm just like, Really? Like, oh, she's funny. You know, she's funny. You know, stuff like that. But she, And I had different people always come to me saying what my purpose is in life. Like, the Bible says that other people will, will know your spiritual gifts as well. So my mom used to tell me, like, when I was a kid, I always, I always wanted to be a professional football player and a pastor. 
And Sean had said it. My mom said it. Other people had said they could see that calling to me. And by the time I got 21 years old, it, it really hit home. Like, that's this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And I was so scared. I don't know why I was so scared for it, but it was, just, it, it was one of the most, I didn't want to do it. Like, because no one likes pastors, and then everyone's looking at you. They're already looking at me as it is. Now they're going to be looking at me even more. And then, and I just ran for like I just ran for a while. So I was working at Walgreens as a pharmacy technician. So I figured, okay, maybe I should be in a pharmacy. You know, that's a good job. I like helping people. Let me do that. But after a while, it just got on my nerves. Like it was, it, it was, te- it was terrible. Let me tell you, it was terrible. Like people are mean. Like people are on, <laughs> like people are really mean out here. Like that's crazy for me to say, right? But people, it just, oh my, like they complain over every little thing, and then. The company itself, Walgreens, was just adding one thing after another that I needed to do, and it was just, like, annoying. And every time I felt like I was going to work and I put those scrubs on, I was putting on, like, uh, my army fatigue and I was ready to go to war. Like, it was just, like, it was like that every single day. And it turned me to a person that I was I was more angry. I wasn't happy. So because of that, I got really complacent at Walgreens. I stayed, like, there, like, an extra five years when I knew I shouldn't have been. But I got too comfortable. I got too lazy, stuff like that. So... After that, once I realized, you know, being a pharmacist ain't, ain't what I'm supposed to be doing, okay, let me do massage therapy. Yeah, that's random, right? For the, I, people told me I'm good at massages. That, this seems fun. And being in the school, you know, I met a lot of great people, learned a lot about anatomy, got a lot of different things. But I remember we did these clinicals. And these clinicals is like is like a, is like a representation of, like, how it would be, like, in a clinical set. So I remember I was massaging. And I was giving this guy this mean elbow on his back. Like, I was killing it. And I'm like, Ivan, why are you here? What am I doing? And, like, in the middle of massage, it just hit me like, why am I here? You know dang on well you don't want to be doing this forever. You know dang on why are you here? So, and I can just laugh at myself. I'm like, why would I do well, I don't know why I did Like, I don't know why. So, once, I, once that didn't work, this one day I was just driving. I was just so just pissed off with God. Like, you know, you know how you have your moments where you just want to lay God out? So I was just laying God out. I was just letting him have it. Like, why am I here? Why is all this happening to me? God, like, this is dumb. Why Why my parents didn't stop me and blah, 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 and all this different stuff. And I just got mad. And then it, bam, it hit me. It's my fault. It's all on me. Like, a lot of times we like to blame God and other people for certain things that is our fault. And I had to take, I had to take ownership of that. It is my fault. It's not my parents' job for me to make the right decisions and listen to God. It's my decision. Like, they're still going to have my back no matter what I do, but I can't blame my parents or other people for doing it. It's my fault. It's your decision to listen to God. That That's quoted right there, Ivan Morris Jr. Yeah, you got to listen to God, you know, and God's not going to intervene. He gives us free will for a reason. So God's a gentleman. He's going to let you do what you're going to do. He's not going to sit there and enforce you to do the right thing. He's going to let you learn and make your mistake, which I did. I made plenty of mistakes along the way. Once I finally clicked, and it finally registered in my head. It was like a, a huge like weight was lifted off me. Like once I finally said, you know what? I'm going to trust God. Because obviously what I'm doing isn't working. Clearly when I'm trying to take matters in my own hands, it, it doesn't work. You know, I was getting impatient trying to make things happen on my own. And it didn't work. So I was like, all right, God, you know what? Let's just do it. I mean, what what's the worst? I can't get I can't be in any worse predicament than I am right now with me trying to do it myself. So let me just let me just try it your way, God. And then since I stepped into the role. Like, since I decided, you know, I want to become a youth pastor and actually do my calling. Everything's just been, like, clicking. Like, and the thing is, when it's ordained by God, you don't have to really work hard to make things happen. He makes things happen for you. When you go against his, like, when you go to his way, when you actually listen and follow God, 
you won't really have to work hard. And I was sitting there trying to kill myself. Like we sit there and try to kill ourselves, making things go our way that we stress out and, and get depression and all these different anxieties, all these different, like all these different things. But when you actually go to God's calling and actually be obedient, like he'll make things happen and you won't even have to really work hard. He'll just make things happen. And all you have to do is just be obedient. That's really what it is. Like, since me being obedient, I made different relationships with different youth pastors, like, all in my network, all around my area. I'm into part of different groups. Like, I even there's someone from a radio station that works on a radio station that wants to do something with the youth and ask me to help out with that. There's people, different people ask me to speak. Like, different relationships I've made. Um, even this podcast is, is still is a good example of what I'm talking with Mark right here. Like, this is a good example of being obedient and what that brings. Like, me doing a... um. I did a wedding earlier this year. Like, I mean, like so many different stuff that God is putting in front of me for just being obedient. When you're obedient, he's going to use you into your purpose. And now because of all this that I've been through, I can't imagine me doing nothing else like at all. Like when I wake up every single day, I wake up happy that I'm in ministry. I wake up happy that I'm helping people. I wake up happy that I know I'm in my calling. And that's like honestly one of the most beautiful feelings you could ever have. So. That's an awesome story, man. So awesome. I'm so thankful for you to find it. And I'm so thankful for you to answer the call. Let me um, end here as we wrap up. I like to ask two questions when we end. What is your favorite Bible verse, story, person in the Bible? Just real quick, who do you love in the Bible? Uh, Mark, Mark, throughout my whole life, he always got to ask difficult. I don't understand why he still to this day, he wants to ask me difficult things. But you know what? One, That's what Mark one verse, one, one guy, one thing. I have this huge book. It just, okay. So there's so many people in the Bible that, that I feel like I relate to and has been an impact. So, I I mean, I'll briefly say, like, the three that I feel like I really relates to me. Because I can't just pick one, honestly. So the first one, definitely Moses. I would definitely say Moses because he really didn't have confidence in himself. He had, he had stuttering problems and stuff like that. And God had... A helper like Aaron help him out throughout his whole ministry, and I relate to a lot to that because even though I didn't feel like I had confidence and stuff in myself, God still used me to do great things for him, and he had people along my side to help me along the way. So I was never by myself. Um, another person uh, definitely I would like to say is I would say Joshua, and the reason why I want to say Joshua is because for his obedience, um, like before I even got to this role right now, I always been like a huge prayer warrior is one of my gifts. So how in tune I was with the, I am with God when I am with my prayer, I feel like that's how Joshua was, was with God, especially I think it was Joshua 10 where he told the son not to go down. He asked God to keep the son up so he can extend the battle, the Israelites for the battle. And that's how, like, that's how tuned he was with God. And that's like a beautiful thing right there. So definitely Joshua. And then um, lastly, if I got to pick somebody else, um, I'm going to do you different. I'm going to say Joshua. No, I'm not Joshua. I say Joshua, my bad. Jeremiah. I'm going to say Jeremiah. And the fact that, like, Jeremiah is, is how scared. And, you know, a lot of people give Jeremiah a flag because he was, like, they call him, like, the whiny prophet and stuff like that. But people have to realize, like, he was called at a young age, you know. And Jeremiah 1.5, it says, you know, before you was in your mom's womb, that I, he knew you. And I look at Jeremiah, I look at myself like God called me at a young age. And even though I was fearful and I was scared that he's still, he's still with us in the whole process. So You know what I loved about those three answers? All three of them were from the Old Testament. 
And if you know anything about me, I'm a huge, huge Hebrew scriptures guy. Yeah, so you just yeah. picked three people from the Hebrew scriptures. Mm, exactly. <laughs> like it feels like I did something right. Oh, so, yeah. La- last question real quick because mm. we got to wrap it up here. Give our listeners one song, you know, a verse in it, a line in it, or one song that they can go listen to this week for encouragement. Oh, man. I love this question because music is huge. Music is huge. It's huge to God. It's huge for worship. And for me to pick, like, one song I feel like that really impacted me, I would say, honestly, Kirk Franklin. is a Kirk Franklin song. It's called Better. And it's on the, his Hero album, if I'm not mistaken. But the fact, it's just a song that really, like, if I'm in a time where I'm, like, really upset about something, I'm depressed and I really need to pick me up, that song really, like, picks you up. It makes you just keep going. It gives you that spirit, like, everything will be better. Like, even though you're going through this, uh, you might have cancer. Things will get better. You might have be depressed. Things will be better. It's just like a, a huge pick-me-up type song, and the feel and the flow of the song is just inspirational. It's just like, no matter what I'm going through, I know things will get better. I know God will provide, and I know I'll, like, I'll see a way. Like He will provide a, a way for me to get out of this. So, like, that song, definitely. Like, I listen to that song probably daily. All right. Well, there you go. Thank you very much, Ivan Morris Jr., for coming out and sharing your story with us. And go listen to Better by Kurt Franklin. Uh, I'm sure it's on YouTube or on iTunes. Uh, I look forward to listening to it because I don't know it off the top of my head, but I'm going to do that tomorrow. Again, thank you very much. Man, thank you, honestly. This has really been an honor. And to really have my first podcast interview with my youth pastor is like, honestly, I can't even really bring it into words. It's really amazing honor. And I just love you and love everything that you're doing and everything that you've been through and how God is still using you throughout everything that you've been through. It inspires me to always keep going and keep pushing. So thank you, Mark. Thank you. I appreciate the kind words. All right. Well, we will see you next time. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a five-star rating and don't forget to subscribe. Thank you for listening.